Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Flight 008 ready for takeoff. It's Mutt. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Yeah. So, so if you didn't, if you missed out, <laughs> oh, snap. We don't, we don't even know the quality, but That's I'm it. sure it'll be fine. If you missed I'll out, Kieran, Kieran just professed <laughs> to being. <laughs> Are we to nice? wanting right. to relive no moments as uh, Bear Grylls. <laughs> also, because man has grills. <laughs> that's 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 a new moniker from I, now on. I said, yeah, what? I want to, what? Smoke a zip? Bear, no, no, I'm calling you Bear Grylls from this, bruv. I'm calling you Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Yeah, that's what I'm calling you. Listen, you Stephen lot, has started you... off the day joyfully. <laughs> joyfully. Are you lot... You lot, you lot try to come for me is. last week because I went on this show. Yeah, I think I forgot, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I missed Wait, y'all. Wait, who sent for you, bruv? No, no one, sent for you? No one really sent for me. I mean, in the uh, extra 10 minutes that we didn't put oh, in the show. Oh, no, that was insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we did, we did. And, but, like, not just you, though. No, nah, no, nah, of people, course not, of course not, of course not. Other people. people. Were, other people, yeah. Is it, is it, is it a 10-minute daily dozen? <laughs> <laughs> what you lot say, though? <laughs> Right now, I yeah. feel like is the uh, is the Zoom on uh, on ten ten? Are we are we picking up the mics from the Zoom? Yeah, probably not. I, I think so. I hope so. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's that's all good, man. That's all good, man. That is it. That's it. That's it. That's it. What well, going on, though? What you telling me? Well, I, I told you off air, but I'm about to be repossessed. My table, my, my lovely table that everyone comes here and compliments is about to be repossessed. I can't wait for this footage, bro. Oh, cool, bro. <laughs> I'm actually really upset, man. We've had some good times. Some good times. Is it the cheese grater one? Yeah, it's like the it's like a feature of my room, and now it's going to be gone. I don't even know what I'm going to do when it is gone, bro. It, like, is that, it's actually a feature of the out-of-home, what do you call it, plus four-four experience. It really but is. The, the saving grace is every man... Has seen that table and record with it with Kieran Sell, which is nice. That's true. You, you, That's you, true. I, I think it can bow out gra- things in it that can, way. It can bow out gracefully. Do you know what I mean? I'm actually yeah. really upset because I honestly I don't know what I'm gonna do because it's like my workstation, isn't it? It's like where a lot of ideas have come to life. Really, it's carrying a substantial amount of uh, weight as well. There's a lot of stuff on that table. No, there's so, not, uh, Stephen. It was last time. Well, maybe. Can last I just say, time. yeah, Stephen is on joints. Yeah, is it? You, he was beside himself before this episode started. He has a glass of... What was he drinking, by the way? He's drinking rum. Straight? Apparently so. Straight. On a Monday Black evening, bar. bro. With, with some linen trousers that he just decided to drop on us without Casually. any announcement. Casually. Shout Looking like a young Kenlock. Hey, shout out, my guy. I see you. It's OG there. Steven. OG Steve. Nah, that's definitely OG Steve. That's definitely a Yankee look still. Nah, nah, nah. We've got archive footage. This is... Kwame called it a Nigerian Kieran Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind this Gretzky wannabe. Uh, no, the trials are game strong in the group. 
Kwame 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 Gretzky. I'll take it. Man, like KG. Oh, sugar. How are we though? We're good, man. We're good. We're good. We're good. What's the vibe saying over there in Amsterdam, man? Well, Bruv, this is a chilled vibe today. I'm feeling this. I'm not sure about right London, now. but the weather has been like just really on one. It's been atrocious over here today, man. Yeah, but then every every ten minutes is like an, it's like either like a daily I mean, or like a, a rainbow. That needs tattoo. Which one? Sierra Leone, fam. No, bro. Sorry, I, f- um, I thought you had that last time you went. We need Stephen. We, we need some. <laughs> we need some context so for our listeners. Yeah, sorry. sorry um, Stephen is asking Abby, has she got a new tattoo? But I, I think he's, I think he's still excited about the. And Abby is in no, the no. house. Abby is in the house, thank you. And is, is Jeanette? Am I wrong in it... saying Jeanette's there too? Oh, you know it, cause she's here. She's in the cup. She's here. She's in the cup. Uh, the funny thing is, um, Big up um, I came through with uh, a pestle and mortar. And Abby was like, oh, Kwame, that's so nice of you to, 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 to like br- 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 bring Abby's a fruit to Yaf like, so he can use it for his like, ingredients. I was like, Abby, this is not for Yaf. This is for like Gina <laughs> and her medicine. Up. It's all popping up. <laughs> so, yeah. I really thought he brought like, because I, I've been ask, uh, asking Yafu about it. Like, I need this. How do you call it in English? The- pestle and mortar. Mor- mortar. Pestle and mortar. Yeah. I did not know. Huh? It's just a grinder, right? No, it's listen, you Amsterdam. I know it's not a grinder. <laughs> you told me it's a grinder. I mean, it technically is, but that's not what it is. Okay, correctly. But I thought Kwame brought it as a gift for Yefu. Like, hey, this is like a nice wooden one to cook with, and I was like, <laughs> and it was for Jeanette and her salmon meal that she was about to eat. And it, the thing I've learned is nine times out of ten, if Kwame has Jeanette, anything he's removing from the bag. It's for it's, her. It's yeah, no matter, no matter how inanimate the object may be, trust me. It's, it's all designed for Jeanette's comfort <laughs> or pleasure. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'll give you that. 100%. That's really good. That's the, the first time you, you, you have ever spoke about me with truth and reverence in your life. It might be the last. <laughs> well, my boys, I can tell this is going to be a very... Uh... What have we been talking about today? We know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. Before we go into stuff, KK, who we listening to, fam? One second, one second, one second. Because I know this is going to be that episode. <laughs> Would you say? Would you say? <laughs> KK, what are we listening to? Oh my God, you're listening to the Out of Home Podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners, capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people whilst always sharing our own. In the building, I got the man then with me. You got Young Key and his Nigerian flares in Amsterdam, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Man, like, yeah, he does. Nigerian flesh. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, myself, and I, KK, repping the south side of that London plus four four operations. What are you saying, my guys? We're here. What are we here. Episode 90, here, 94. 93, two. We've reached my, oh, we've yes. reached my birth. We finally yeah. reached Yaf's birth year. Yeah. She's 92, yeah. Oh, is it 92? It's not 92, but. Shout out yeah, to the yeah. class of. Yeah, 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 I lost my mind, bro. Boy. Oh God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm adding I'm adding some episodes to the recordings, but I mean, we did have some lost ones, like lost files in the yeah, early days. So this is probably like tapes, 94, yeah, but yeah, yeah. big up, yeah. 92, 92 babies. You know, there's a big difference, yeah, between 91 and 92. I believe. I feel like there's just like a cutoff with certain things. What with you, uh, like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Do you think so? Sometimes, man, I feel like sometimes, yeah, 91s are like, they're really 80s babies, isn't it? 
Yeah, and then 92 is the start of like real like 92, 95s, 90, 96s so, and that. So like, if you're born in the 80s, does that make you a real 80s baby then? Huh? <laughs> what? You're born in the 80s, like me and Steven, does that make you a real 80s baby then? Fam, you have a mic, so speak for yourself, innit? <laughs> no, no, because like, he, 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 you listen, you little chief, he, he, he claimed to be an a 80s baby. When? Just, Just now. But then again... Are you listening to the podcast? But then again, but Bruh. then again, uh, maybe my, my like, uh, experience of growing up as a 91, yeah, was shaped by my cousins who were all born in the 80s. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe, okay. Born in the 90s, and the raised... Well. <laughs> oh, no, it's the other Born in the 80s, raised Listen, in the 80s. we need to make this the Stephen show. Is my mic on? It yeah, wasn't yeah, just yeah. there. What do you mean it it's is. not then? I hope it is. The, the, the levels are up. It always up when I speak. What a um, day, what a day. <laughs> Stephen. Yes. What made you smile, big man? Mate, we record so often. It's not even a week. Yeah, I don't know. Um... <laughs> this guy said, he started off the pod by saying, I don't even know what we're talking about today. Fam, Why does I that hope not the listeners me? can see. Yeah. Bruv, I hope the listeners can really see now. Stephen just shows up and yeah. talks, fam. Yeah, that's it. Just shows up that's and it. talks. Every so week. blase. Every week. Oh, this is just therapy for me. Um, I hear that, Stephen. Let's come back that, because, let's come back. So I'm going to kick off to Kieran because he looks like he's been smiling for a week no I haven't I no, actually stop. only started smiling uh, earlier on today when I saw you lot but I'm not like oh um, I had a I had a I had a random one last week last week I think from Monday to about Thursday yeah kind of just in a really weird like weird headspace innit I was just like feeling a little bit down but um, I, I had a good weekend actually uh, my friends uh, Michael and Vince big them up are both getting married next week. Uh, hey, big news. Yeah, so uh, this weekend was like a... We got together. Um, we had like a hip-hop brunch bingo, which Ooh. was wavy. Obviously, us, us man won. Like, literally, it was basically bingo, but the DJ plays music and you have to know the mu- know the song and match it up. You go I've down... I've never played bingo before. Never, nah, that was the first time I actually played bingo as well, Stephen, to be fair, you know. Really? Like, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like Quinta. won won a couple rounds of that. I think we won the overall thing as well, which was sick. Then we went out in Brixton Pop, had some more drinks, and then ended up in Shoreditch. Uh, it was just a really good time, just like celebrate my boys. It's actually so sick to see like Mike. I've known Mike since I was probably like ten years old. I've known Vince since I was about maybe twelve, thirteen, and like just to be on a journey with them and like see where they're going with their partners is a is a sick thing. So it was a really really. Uh, lovely thing to be a part of obviously I spent most of Sunday in bed to be honest and obviously we recorded our you know what I'm saying should we say it we say it season 2 of um, Unmarked um, <laughs> so yeah we're going again so that we that, actually yeah that um, conversation um, just we're being doing enough, it again doing it again um, try to stop us from doing it again <laughs> Just, just being on, um, just being on the uh, the phone and uh, and uh, having a conversation with you guys was really fun, man. So that made me smile. And yeah, but that was it, man. The weekend, that last week, I, I was not in in the best of spaces, but I think the weekend helped me um, carry it through. Um, actually, tell a lie. I did, I did manage to get out of my house a little bit last week. Um, went down to Peckham, saw Jam, saw Quest, just briefly in that. But it was um. Yeah, it was it was just like small things that that kind of made me smile. But I'm grateful for the week I had. 
And I'm kicking it back to you over there in Amsterdam. I'm going to ask my boy Yaf what made him smile this week. Can't lie to you, man. Yeah, I've got a Stephen moment right now, bruv. I need to think. Yeah, I need to think, I need to think First time out of home history. I haven't thought. I haven't thought. I, haven't I thought remember mine. Messi, go it, to Stephen. I'll come back yeah, to you. Come yeah, back yeah. to me. Messi, because it happened So I'm going to kick it over Ooh. to Amsterdam and ask my boy. He's in the background like, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. Kick it over to my uh, younger, Stephen, with the Nigerian flares. <laughs> Ah, God. Um, I can remember it because it happened today. So I saw the man, the myth, the legend, Harold Mediba Mansia, the artful dodger, South Africa's greatest. So this guy's been linking up with everybody in Amsterdam for a time. But for some reason, every time I go to link him, he's always uh, cancelling. So Harold, for those who don't know, if you don't know Harold... You just need to know how like, a legend in the game, a legend, a character. Harold's actually been mentioned a few times on this podcast as well, you know. Without being on it, like that's just <laughs> the next chat. If we can get Harold, <laughs> Harold's like like Charados in um, Pokemon. Like he's a myth. Oh wow, you went there. I did. Like, exactly. A mythical. You, you may only see him two or three times, but when you do, oh, it's magical. So I managed to. Um, I managed to use a, a great ball to capture this. <laughs> that seems too fun. <laughs> to, cap- to capture this mythical That's piece. A great Pokemon reference there. Yeah, and, trust, um, trust, trust. So Link linked up at Zoku. I haven't seen him for a while. And yeah, it was just it was just great. So like Harold is like my my second manager. And have, we could do a whole pod on just the Mancia years from, 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 from that second year. But like... Uh, it was good to link up with him today and just get his... He has such a very unique and different perspective and he's he's a real people's person. It's always like a pleasure to spend time with him, but he's just, just a character. And I, my pledge is... What's today? Today's August. Well, it's not, that's not a date, obviously, but the month is August. By the end of the year, we will get Harold Mancia on this podcast. Wow, you, that's you heard a it statement, bro. You heard it here first. Maybe if we dial him in on Zoom, potentially. Or kidnapping, <laughs> he sounds like he's in quite the enigma. So, like getting him on on the show live might be a bit of a no, we'd ha- real coup. We'd, we'd have to trap him. I just have to have the equipment in my backpack at all times. So just be, shout you, it's happening. <laughs> but yeah, that, that made me smile. Linking up with Harold, and I slapped a big out of home sticker on his bike, which is the first time I've in six years I've seen Harold ride a bicycle. Normally, he's, he's whipping excursion everywhere. Like, we went from a place which was 10 minutes away. Harold pulled up in a car. I was just like, Harold, it's 10 minutes walk. I was like, yeah, you know, mate, you know, just in case it rains, buddy. And, you know, I was like, Harold, it's 10 minutes walk. Harold is very different. So, so for, for me to see him on a bike, I didn't even know he owned a bike. But that bike now has an out-home sticker. Yes, Stephen. And uh, I'll pass it all over to my... Um, NHL, come on, right? Man, like so, Kwame Gretzky. So I made a mistake. So I made the mistake of wearing uh, my NHL throwback Rangers jersey, and these guys say I wear it a lot, but I really don't care. 
Um, this jersey has made appearances. Well, I know what that means. <laughs> it's made more appearances than I have. <laughs> That's good. Might need its own podcast. Why does Kwame have all the spin off the spin off podcasts for? <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. Oh no. They're like book it to you, the spin of Rudy fam. Bruv. I, it's contagious, bro. I'm trying to think what made me smile. Like, I had a good week, but there's nothing that I can think that so blurry. jumps out at me. Yeah. Uh, I had a good week. Let me say, <laughs> what happened? I'm oh, just, just chilling. No, no, that's it. That's it. Realizing that, yeah, that's it. Settling to my new home, my humble abode. And when you realize certain things, so realizing that, like, I'm very close to my old neighborhood, Oast, and like, um, and then you, 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 you get to the point when, like, Google Maps or, like, or like what do you call it, like City Mapper is your new best friend. Now, after, uh, and, after, uh, and then, then, then after, like, what do you call it, three, three or four journeys, yeah, I got this, fam. Like, <laughs> you understand? Like, just, yeah. what do you call it, autopilot. Most of these journeys have been made with, what do you call it, Jeanette. That, like, that, uh, that I would say, who, who obviously, like, if you don't know, she has a, I have a, a bike with a basket that she can... Sitting and um, sometimes I think she really thinks she's like, what you call, like Kate, 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 Kate Winslet from Kate Winslet from like, what you call it, Titanic because she always wants to like just like basically let go and like feel the wind beneath her fur. Um, that's what I was going with that. so yeah, that's what I'll say. Like, basically, I just like me, me meeting more of my neighbors. It's actually weird when you live in a neighborhood where people say hello to you and you wave and all that kind of stuff. So I'm enjoying that. And I'll side it over to man like Tom Tom Ford's beard oil's finest. Is that correct? I can't, brother. I can't like this episode is making me fucking smile. <laughs> Everyone is on fine form. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now, but um flavors, nah, man. Nah, do you know what? Do you know the the reason why it took me a while to remember or to just think back is because I had such a mad bit. I've been like just had a mad busy last few weeks anyway, but um this week in particular, so obviously came back off the, the camping trip and um, I'd read this book while I was out there called Make Time. Yes. A very, I would recommend it to everyone. Who's it by? Do you know? Yeah. Um, if Stephen hands me that yellow book behind him, Make I'll time. tell you. Um, it is, no, that's the dark chocolate, Stephen. That is not a book. Jake Knapp. Yes. Mm. Yes. It's called Make Time, How to Focus on What Matters Every Day. By J- Jake Knapp and, and John... Zaratsky. Zaratsky, yes. I, I didn't say that name because I, I knew I couldn't uh, pronounce that one. Bro, it's sick. So anyway, I read that while I was on camping and I tried to... <laughs> I tried to implement some of the stuff that I'd learned. And um, it just... Do, do you mind sharing like two things from it? Of course, yeah. Um, one of the things um, is about making a highlight each day. Okay. Creating a highlight each day. Meaning... What made you smile? Either when you... <laughs> Meaning either when you first wake up or the night before. Okay. Create a highlight of one thing that you want to achieve. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Nice. And so, basically you... And then, so, making a highlight is the first thing. And then it talks about, like, having laser focus and, like, removing all distractions in, in order to enable you to, to, to reach that highlight. Mm. And it basically just talks about things that they call the infinity ball, which are email... News, Twitter, Instagram. Things that have that have no end to it, basically. Is that exactly? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Things that you can always draw from, but will always kind of like 
distract you from, okay. from stuff. So there's a lot of tips on tri- tips and tricks on as to how to um, stay focused. That's amazing. And what you find is that by using those things, you can easily do the thing that you set out to do for the day. Yeah. And last week, it was just little things for me. Like one of my highlights on one of the days was talk to both of my parents. Nice. Just call, call both of them and talk to them. And it's like, if you don't consciously make that space or create that space in your head to do it, then it's, it's often something that you think about at the end of the day. And then by the end of the day, you're too tired and you're like, nah. I would okay. I would, yeah, I was, yeah. I'd say um, as people that are quite um, fluid with time and also like just like scattered brains, I wouldn't class yourself as one, but I know I am as well. I might have the best intentions to do something, but if I've not said I need to do that thing, it will just be a thought. And it will literally just go away. So I think that's a really good um, tactic that I might try and um, bring into my life as Highly well. I highly recommend the book. I'll, um, I'll send you the link. And anyone, obviously, who's listening, Wicked, who's man. interested in creating more time for themselves. And actually, the way it ends is they both, they both were quite high up at Google and worked in the tech industry. Oh, yeah. But they both ended up, after creating time during their day to do what they wanted to do, they both ended up like quitting their jobs and following their passions wow. because they'd spent so much time like that they'd created for themselves to do their own thing, that they actually were able to forge oh. careers and passions so out what of them. Saying? So there was like a mad plot twist at the so end. So what are you saying? We're going to quit our jobs and just Sp- do spoiler. it out of home full time? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect setup. <laughs> oh my days. But, so yeah. So anyway, long, long-winded way of me saying that. I just felt like I kind of had a bit more control over everything that was happening last week. Amazing, and just man. Did some dope stuff. Amazing. Did some dope stuff. Amazing. Had a blast. Let's finally listen to the new Dave album. What do you think? Ooh. Oh my days. I haven't yeah. haven't got through to the end of it, okay. but it's um I wouldn't say it's a psychodrama. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's on the level of psycho. Yeah. But he's um it's Dave in it. He's doing his team. Funnily, funnily enough, I bumped team. into um his boy yeah. just one of the twins today. Yeah, yeah. I just said, Well go on, bruv. Like, congratulations on the album. And that was it. I was like, I'm so proud of you lot. And I just left him. I was like, that's it. It's just funny that you bring up Dave. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's Dave's brother. Like, it was so funny. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, nah, it's a sick album, man. I, I really enjoyed it. It's something completely different, as you said, bro. It's not quite psychodrama, but I think there's growth in it. There's definitely growth in it. Um, but there's also a lot of stra- strategy in it, I think, as well. There's like something for almost everybody, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So um, so that was last week, man. And I guess uh, with that cheeky segue that of the seed that I planted. Um, Dave obviously has uh, dropped that new album. We're waiting for Kanye to drop Donda. Have you man seen the meme? Donda Esther. What's it? Donda Esther? It should be called Donde. Donde. Yeah, Donde Esther, bro. Where is Donda, bruv? Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, head eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia 
Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Bruv, Kanye West has the game by the throat, fam. There's only so many people in this foot world neck. Foot on neck. That, are, that can do what he has done. Bruv, man sold out the Mercedes Center twice. Twice. During COVID. To first of all hear a, an album that wasn't quite finished. And secondly, to do it again. Just to show you that I'm making progress. Bro... And that he could levitate. Do you know what's Do you know what's so funny? I was I actually went onto iTunes today, yeah, just to see if there was a release date. And there is a release date. It's the fifteenth. It says, which is weird because it's a Sunday anyway. Um, but if you go on the reviews, fam, there's like over a thousand reviews of this album that has not been dropped yet, <laughs> bro. That is control of culture, bro. That is just like having some sort of hold over people like. I think he's doing it I think he's like just doing a massive social experiment of course he must be bruv he must I think be he's just playing with you. he must be man massively oh massively my oh my god as a fellow Gemini Stephen do you agree with his tactics I fucking love it like music releases have become like formulaic over the years and like it's just what I love about Kanye is he just finds new ways to be unique and that's very very hard like some people True. can do it like once or twice but like I would just love the thought process of him and his team sitting down like discussing how they would launch this album and then I just want to know how the pro- how did we la- how did we get here there's a how did we get here because there'll be like some integral thoughts which led up to here you'd be like this guy's mind works yeah, differently yeah. there's a cheeky um uh, thought that's spinning around uh, moment saying that he's waiting for Drake so he can he can drop at the same time as Drake <laughs> yeah. that's what I've heard as well just like people mis- like saying talking about it but who knows man I'd love to be a fly on the wall in some of those creative sessions man yeah, facts. just to understand that way that man's brain works because in fact I don't even want to understand I just want to be in those rooms it's crazy isn't it Zamaza. well you man we kicked off this uh, pod with a little bit of music talk yeah yeah and actually, that's going to be the topic of conversation for today. Music. I don't think we've ever focused an episode on music. Yeah, you did. Go. Which one? Episode three. I was in New York. He spoke a lot about streaming and Stormzy and how he marketed his album. Imagine, I'm not even on that pod. Do, you, that. do you know what, Money yeah? Billboard Boats Butting, you are actually sick, bro. Like, because sometimes, sometimes you're like, is he gassing? But then you go and check and you're like, nah. You actually have an encyclopedic knowledge of OOH, fam. Of, of, like, this is relevant, but a lot of time it's very random and, like, stuff that isn't important. Mind is different. It's crazy, bro. If you're not doing the out-home quiz of the year, then... No, no, you're not allowed. You're, you're the do. quiz master. Yeah. <laughs> man, like, Quizmo. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. No, no, no. No, no, not at all, man. I'm here for the bands, bro. Um, but, yeah, so we... So we 
I guess there's been a few things that have triggered it. I know that um, we didn't really touch on the baby's comments recently yeah. and the repercussions of that. But I think just in general, we've always been having conversations about the influence of primarily rap music. Yeah, and uh, Star- Starboy sold out 12 minutes or two. Really. And, 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 what that's, and what that's doing to our culture. So I kind of just wanted to, well, we just wanted to have a conversation around like, I guess primarily rap and in the both the positive and negative influences it has on our culture. And maybe we can use the baby's instances as a like a as a launch pad for that because I don't think we really spoke about it. No, we haven't. Um, we haven't. So maybe we can start there and just see where the convo takes us, man. Uh yeah. <laughs> I think the baby's a waste, man. I'm yeah. just gonna say no, 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 for sure. I'll break the ass. Sure. Did, did you think it was a waste man before? No, no, he's he's waste, thought he was before. Man. Have you always thought he was a waste man? Or? Even more so now. <laughs> yeah. But you, you thought he was a waste man too. I always thought like, this guy is overly arrogant yeah, for no reason. Overly cocksure, his music isn't, isn't great. Yeah, yeah. But he has a great habit of rapping like 0.01 seconds in. Like, the beat doesn't drop. This <laughs> goes straight away. Like, And there's a meme that he... All the songs sound the same. So what... What? Um, I'll provide some context about the, the, the baby's... Please do. Horrifying homophobic comment. I'm gonna go off the top, but I think I'm 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 more or less there. So he was at Rolling Loud, which is another one of these relentless rap festivals, which has um, several series in America. So they have Miami, Vegas. I believe this was in Miami. They also tried to Maybe. have a European one, which is now rolling over to 2022, and they have literally been trying to like not give people back their money. But anyway, that's a story for another day. Serious? Well, okay, okay. Um, so and. Uh, there, the baby was performing. I think it was headlining one of the nights actually, and then um, you know a lot of rappers they are, they have these cues that are quite like generic, and you respond. So nowadays in social media age, a lot of rappers it's quite it's quite a sight for you to perform, and the the the, the whole the there's a cast of people, the sea of people who are looking at you with like who who shine their cell phone lights on. Now he must have said said something along the line of if you're a real if you're a real nigger, um, put, 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 um, keep your phones up. Just somebody in the crowd was like, hey. I want to be a real nigga. That's me. That's me. He might have said, "Oh yeah, like take the ball." Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, if you're if you're a bad bitch, keep keep keep, keep your cell phone up. Someone might be like, "I'm a little bit cute. I'm trying to do my thing. I'm a bad bitch." Yeah, cool. Then he proceeded to say, "If you haven't got HIV or AIDS, keep your phone up. And if you haven't been sucking dick in the parking lot, keep your phone up." People were like, "Well, I, I wasn't, so maybe I keep it up." But I don't know why you said that. You understand? And then after then, people were like, "Whoa, that was really homophobic." And why are you talking about HIV and AIDS? And then he proceeded to make an apology or clarifying statement, L- laying down whilst eating chips on on Instagram or Twitter. So nonchalant. Yeah. Bro. And then he was like, "Yeah, so like people get fucked up. People trying to say something about me." And let me say this: like, even my gay niggas, are, like you know, like my gay fans, they're they, they not worried about AIDS because like they don't have AIDS because like cause they're, they're clean. Like they don't be they 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 don't really be getting down like that. And you're like, big man. Put that Instagram away, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, and so, like, over the past week or so, because he's a big performer, like one of the biggest in rap, one of the biggest at the moment in rap, probably top five, yeah. And so, he's been getting dropped from a, a lot of um, festivals uh, in the UK and also in America. But the baby's like, uh, his his demeanor has been like, I'm enjoying life, ain't nothing. Like, I'm still getting to the bag, even to the point where I heard today he 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 released um, a PR. We, we we believe a PR. So so last week he did, he did released a PR driven apology. People were like, "This ain't him," and he has now like um taken that off his page. 
Like he's 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 he's, 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 he's removed the apology statement. What? And yeah, it's all mad. And then I archived the thing. And and he's been liking like sassy tweets about oh yeah like the the people have an agenda. It's like no, it's like no, Mister. You, you, you've said something truly ignorant. You haven't really understood. Apologize. Tried to educate yourself, and you, and and you are in, and you are incurring the wrath. And I think for him, the reason why he's so cocky about it is because um, he's. I, I guess he thinks that thing, thing can cancelled for a minute, but he's such a boss he can't cancel him. But the baby, in October two thousand eighteen, I believe, he shot and killed a man in in a, in Walmart, North Carolina, where he's from. Now it was viewed as self defense, which is why he's not in prison. So you can imagine a man beating a murder charge in 2018 and then from 2019 onwards become one of the biggest rap stars. I think this has led to his air of invincibility and what you have touched upon earlier, his arrogance. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that in any way excuses his behaviour, but I think that to me helps explain why he's so arrogant about it. Like That's why I think he doesn't care because he thinks, um, hey. you understand? He's probably like, just thought, like it, I've done if, worse if, if, than this in his mind. Yeah, exactly. If 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 wasn't for another judge, he'll 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 be rotting somewhere in, in a jail. Broke as a joke. I'm not able to feed or see his kids. And um, so yeah, I just want to talk about that because it also t- t- touched into this age long battle of rap of rappers being uh, hyper toxic and, and very hom- ho- 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 homophobic. And I think that's been reaching to the fore, rising to the fore. Sorry, that's my. Yeah. No, there's a lot. podcast on the baby. I know. There's a lot to, un, uh, <laughs> to unpack there. First of all, the comments were very specific. Like, yeah, it's not the type of comment that you just say random or slips out. Yeah. They're very, like, if I'm, what was it? You haven't got your dick sucking in the parking lot. If, that, if you, if, if, if if, if 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 before the show you weren't dick sucking in the parking lot, keep your cell phones up. Okay, that's, a, that's a very specific setting, <laughs> action. And like it's been, it's almost virgin and premeditated. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you don't just doesn't just slip out. Like you've thought about yeah. that before, or so that, that is just a weird set of comments to be making. And I think the whole thing with uh, rap and kind of um, this, I think I don't necessarily believe in like permanent cancel culture. I do believe people should. Um, uh, pay for they need pay, to be accountable for yeah their they ideas. should be accountable for their comments but I also believe that people can and learn lessons and, and and change but like there was an era of music that we all grew up where the lyrics were kind of uh, homophobic to, to um, like crazy degrees to, to like yeah yeah to crazy like I mean the late and great DMX there's certain you know when I think once he passed away I was listening to a lot of his songs and then it's that awkward moment you're just like ah can not really be can't really be uh sending these lyrics I know <laughs> but I'm trying to pump some weights but but obviously Nigerian flares but obviously he went he went on he went on a journey like and 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 that's why I think DMX is a great example of why cancel culture should be cancelled because that's someone that went he was in a place at that time his music shows but if you look at where his whole life journey he ended up in a very different place in terms of like his his his, his views so I think like people should be definitely held accountable I don't think you should be like permanently um, cancelled like that but like I think it's just it was a very weird it's a very weird set of comments um, I think the industry needs to look at itself in terms of like why does it have these issues or what is it afraid of like it's a bit it's a bit weird like and um and we also had um what's his name uncle i was trying to defend 
Who? Um, oh, Lil Boosie as well. Oh, man. Lil, Lil Boosie does way too much. <laughs> Lil Boosie is ignorant of all uncle rappers. Lil, Lil Boosie has some comments on it around kind of like cancel culture and stuff like that. So I just wanted to get you, you guys' thoughts on like why just the set of rap music and it's kind of war that is raised on homosexuality because it's like been very prevalent in a lot of rap from early and it sets it sets the tone and it sets the mindset for a lot of things it's very influential I think people oh, don't realise how influential goodness. rap is like, Kwame used the right word he said toxic because homophobia is just one element of it and there's like the degrading of women mm-hmm. there is like the um, reckless spending of money yeah. it's like the aspiration to want to own brands or drive cars that are way out of your price range it's the jewellery bruv there's first of all like we're not here to to criticise rap because we are going to talk about the positives but oh, goodness me. there are some there are some um, elements of it which I think are being like questioned now so for example those comments are made by the baby 10 years ago mm. no one's no yeah. one's no one's flagging it yeah. no one's really like making a big deal out of it but now I think um Every, people in general, not just rappers, people in general are being held more accountable for their words and their actions. Yeah. For me, it's just a shame that people like the baby have such a big influence and are using that influence to spew these kind of mm. hate mm. messages, mm. innit? And um, I really believe that it's just a project, they're just a product of their environment. Like, mm-hmm. these are the kind of narratives that are spun around, like, when you're growing up in the ends or in like inner cities, wherever you may be around the world. And I think the problem is that it's just kind of like a narrative that you run with, mm. if that makes sense. And to to run with that narrative on a lower profile or lower stage when you're with your friends is one thing. But to go on stage and talk these kind of talks in front of millions of people, both physically, digitally, I think it's... Uh, you've got to be careful with what you're saying, man. And... um whether it's homosexuality, whether it's degrading women, I think that rappers, influencers, they need to be a lot more aware of the impact that they can have and how far their words go. Yeah. I don't think some rappers realise how big or influential rap is on the entire world. I think a lot of rappers, yeah, Mm. or even people that find celebrity status come from a place where they were just doing what this thing in a space, especially now as well, yeah, where you don't have like super mega stars that like had to be outside to show off their talents and see this thing building and growing, right? Now we're in like this microwave world where you can literally earn millions from sitting down in your house, being a little bit talented, all right, but not actually understanding what like. 20,000 people looks like in the flesh or what a million people looks like. And I don't know how many yeah. people that followed the baby, right? Or the baby, sorry. But <clears throat> I could imagine it's prob- it was probably over like 50 million people. Do you know what I mean? And that as a number quantifiably in front of you, I don't think you can fathom how big of a people that is. And then you put that into a space where he's, as Yaf said, he's grown up in a space where, and, and I'm only assuming where, you know he's he's been around uh like mass like hyper masculine men where you have to you have to be the you have to be the baddest 
the funniest or the coolest, get the most girls, this, whatever, 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 whatever it is, pick your poison, isn't it? And I think within those communities and with our communities, it, and it, as it seems as well, like the um, the lack of guidance that we have as to how to be as men and as well as just being like uh, respectful from a young age is not necessarily there. So what ends up happening is that when you get when you get to when you get to, when you get to the far the, yeah when you get to the stage literally when you get to the stage, fifty million people now becomes quantifiably quantifiable, but but within those fifty million people you got people that have so many different uh, experiences, different like points of views on life, and if you are go if you're up there saying something which maybe to you is calm. Like, you might crack a joke with your friends and say those things. Like, the baby might say that stuff to his people. But because they don't know no better, they can't check him in line. And now, he said to everybody, and bam, now we have this cancel culture. I'm not saying what he said was uh, was right. It was completely wrong. And he should, he should be held accountable for what he said. However, I feel like there should always be some sort of lesson learned in moving forward, isn't it? Because... We can cancel people till we're blue in the face, but where's the lesson? Where are people going to grow? Where are people going to actually learn the lesson from the wrongs in which they commit? And I think, for me, the reason why I'm so pissed off with him... I think it's... I think... I I hear what you're saying, but I do feel as though, like, the lesson learned is the example made out of the person. Yeah, it's not... Oh, a hundred, a hundred. the perpetrator. A hundred, a hundred. So even though the baby doesn't want to, like... Maybe he will never come out and, like, overtly say sorry. But his bag will be affected. Oh, other yeah, rappers bro. around will be like, I ain't going to say any of bro, that shit. Bro, a hundred percent. But then it's like, it's, I, I fully believe you and I, and I fully agree with you. But then it's like, okay, do we, how do we change the, um, the thought process rather than keeping it within, like, just and not saying those things? Because I feel like, do, do, exactly. do you know what I mean? Because I think like people can have a, a thought and not say it is that better than like if someone says it and gets corrected? I think so. Yeah, yeah no, no. I'm just I'm asking yeah, as a question because yeah. it's like if you, if you bring up like the the conversation about like racism, right? There's I'm sure we meet a lot of racist people, right? Would you rather know that want to oh, know that untold. person is racist, or would you rather want to know that like that person just keeps his his opinions to themselves and talks about I, it like when you're I not think... there? I don't know. Like I like it's a very it's a very interesting like debate to have because I think like. I, I, yes, I know, man. It's, it's just a very. I find it very interesting. That's all. I think it's just about like, like. So you always talk. If you haven't got anything good to say, don't say anything at all. And that's like, and that's just a check to say, like, okay, cool. If you don't, if you think you may be saying something that might be offensive, keep it to yourself. Internalize it. Process it. Do some critical thinking on your own before, because once you put it out there, you can't you can't take it back. So I think. Um, I think I would rather people take the time, even if you feel that type of way, but have a certain level of respect for people to not... It's the respect. Not, 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 yeah, it's, it's, an, uh, it's an etiquette standpoint. It's like you don't spew out the first thing coming into your head. I think, uh, I think now, with the generation we're in, we're just encouraged to just spew whatever comes, like tweet whatever comes. Fam, if you go through Twitter, people say the dumbest shit. Yeah. And it's just people like just saying the first thing that comes into their, their heads. It's just like, it'd be like, oh... I haven't eaten anything in days. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm like, nobody needed to know this. Like, just keep that to your like this adding zero value to the world. So I think like people need to be encouraged to just keep some stuff to themselves. 
process it, work work it out in their own heads before they but put it out. It's freedom of expression, isn't it? And like people wanting to express themselves. Mm. Like you can express yourself in your own house. You don't need to have an like audience. You express yourself. Maybe huh? there's Queen talk. Oh, come on, man. But I think the way he said it and how comfortable he felt saying right. it just shows so much. Like he wasn't even aware that he was saying something going wrong, to... right? You, yeah, you so, the baby, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that just means like, whoa, okay, so although we live in this age of so much information and you would think like you know, everyone has like a mixed group of people around them who will educate them. He clearly doesn't. Like, right. <laughs> right. not no, no even an excuse or disclaimer, but we don't know what condition that man went on that stage. Like, we don't know what he was doing backstage. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, As in pri- drugs. Like, 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 yeah, like, like prior to that, we don't know what, yeah. how, because man could be. I don't think drugs are an excuse for the words that come out. No, no, it's, no, it's, it's no, not an excuse. No, no. It reveals something. Right. It reveals something that he had in his heart. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. if he was, if he was sober, then I don't think he would have the courage to, to do to do that. But like, it reveals something that is on the inside, to an extent. Yeah, but let, let me ask you, man, a question though. Yeah, because like, this is one example um, of a culture, or let's say a genre of music that typically influences. Uh, what is influenced in the world now, mm-hmm. but has since its inception essentially influenced black culture and communities primarily, and influenced the narratives, influenced how kids think. Like, let's let's try to think back to when we were young and how that type of music influenced us. Like, we are not here to bash rap again. No. Like, there are so many positives which you're going to talk about. Versus, but Come let's on. also acknowledge and challenge. And talk about some of these things that are having a negative impact. Because I think, especially if you look at, let's say, um, the, how women are degraded in this kind of music as well. Like, even still now, like, what, I, 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 I don't understand why it's cool as a rapper, as a grown man, to talk so negatively about women. Like, is it because you've never got women before and now you're a rapper and you're getting them, all of a sudden you have to degrade them? Like, uh, it's, a, it's a rank of power, isn't it? And like, even like why is because like think about the impact it has on little on, on kids as well, bruv. Like this is why we have all of these problems that we talk about around inequality, because kids are having these narratives like fed to them at such a young age by people who are cool and influential, bruv. Two two things on that. Like the, the music videos are all the same and it's all boring. It's like, you know, like they just depict like girls always twerking. I'm like it's not always that case. Like, you can show a woman in a different way. Like, you can... That's how you get your credibility almost, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, so. like, does champagne always need to be popped in these scenarios? Like, like who is coming up with the storylines here? And then one other question I had was also, why do you think the influence of music arts is so strong? Because I would argue the impact music arts have is greater than athletes. I would... Hundred percent. I would argue, but then so then I'd be like, why is it so? Why is it such a hold? Why is it so? Why is it so impactful? Let's 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 actually. Sorry, sorry. I know we're talking about rap, yeah, but I do think yeah that some of these record labels are to blame for for continuously putting those putting the money behind these artists because if they really wanted to change mm. rap. They would support 
people that were talking the sense. Mm. But it's not the, it's no, not necessarily the point, right? It's that's not necessarily true either. Because you've got that's a good you've point. got conscious rappers, bro. You've got rappers that talk mm. talk the sense that they need to talk to people to understand. But do people want to hear it? Exactly. Exactly. Because they understand that they understand that ratchet sells, they understand that understand that sex sells, they understand controversy sells, and they're gonna continue. So are we the problem? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. I think now this society, yeah, how to say, this society, we created the fact that being a rapper is now a job that you can aspire. And mm. it's not anymore that people who have like talents or like a poetic, you know, a poetic outlet, it's now like you can be like, I wanna be a rapper. I'm gonna put some tattoos on my face. Uh, you know, and lie about, my, lie about my, my criminal activity and then I can become a gangster. Yeah, rapper. it's like okay to lie now yeah, also, yeah, you yeah. know. So I think that also changed it that the labels are also there to just basically, yeah, be like a, a marketing agency who just focus on, okay, how can we get as many people mm. to just stream this? Like, how can we make this as stupid as possible, this video clip? So you just watch it. <laughs> Not because you find it good and you get energy from it, just because it's just stupid, a stupid video clip with crazy girls just popping bottles. See? Like, no one drinks beer, isn't it? It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I agree with I agree with you, Abby, man. Like, yes, yes, you can hold account you can hold these rappers accountable for the things that they say. But if it's selling and they're making money, you have to remember these rappers come from like very poor backgrounds a lot of them do they come from nothing mm-hmm. and the things that they do see are below the line in America let's talk about America for a little bit do they see below the line in America those are not the things that people aspire to be they're around undesirable people yes they might have some inspirational people around them too however the the, the vast majority come from places where misogyny where um where violence where um the love of money comes from, innit? So if they if they live if they're living that as a reality, they're only going to speed that as a, into a rea- to a reality and into Very into true. their raps until until you get a moment like the baby where he he says something on stage and people have to check him because now it's like right because now it's like wait what is going on? Because imagine that comp- that thing happening has trickled down for us as four guys from London to talk about it. Because we can see the, the issue. That means there are probably some more people that see the issue, right? But mm-hmm. but we're not we're not gonna beat the machine, bro. The machine is basically pumping money into these acts and these artists and basic and, and, and changing. Bro, it's the power of putting people in front of your face. Like if they want if they want you to listen to a song, they will make you listen to the song. You will find a song everywhere. The song will get banged. But then but then I, I look at rappers like Dave, for example, who you referenced earlier, who for the most part is pretty conscious or... Like, he, he, he says some ignorant shit, but he's, he's, he's a pretty... Um, Well-rounded. Yeah, he's a yeah. pretty responsible rapper, mm-hmm. should I say. Like, okay, he's fair. aware of his position in society and the influence that he has, and he uses it responsibly. Now, that obviously comes with personal discretion that not every musician, let alone rapper, is going to have, so... I mean, I'm happy that we're now at a point where someone like the baby can make these comments and it's checked. 
And hopefully he learns from it and hopefully society and the rest of the industry learns from it. I do still think, though, there are certain narratives and certain things that are, like, being fed to you. Like, me and Kwame was talking about this uh, uh, yesterday. And I was like, bruv, I still listen to rap music and hear some ignorant shit that Gunna or Young Fug would say. And I'm like, I get gassed for a minute and then have to check myself and remember I'm about to turn 29 and I shouldn't be thinking like this. You know what I'm trying to say? And that's me who has a, mm-hmm. a way of looking at the world and thinking about things. So imagine a 15, 16, 17-year-old and how they're influenced by it, innit? So I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure it's in a place where it's going to slowly change. And at the end of the day, like, we don't want to censor music, no, right? Like, no. music is also a creative outlet and expression. So I think there's a balance, but things like what did happen with the baby are quite important. And I think they make people question the things that they're saying and be more responsible. But on the flip side, the Afriat Kings, music can do some beautiful things. Yes, sir. Tell us, Stephen. My fellow Niger, man like Wizkid, the star boy himself, selling out uh, in 12 12 minutes, fam. 12 minutes. I'm definitely going to that. I'm definitely going to that. 12 minutes? Which ticket? How do you get tickets? Yeah. So what out. do you mean? Okay. I, I, what? What do you mean? How did you obtain the tickets, fam? Obtain. I haven't got them. Yes, I have. I got. I got we'll tickets. That's the first time I've the word obtain is used in the podcast. So um, I don't have the capability. <laughs> do, you have, do, you have, do you have the capacity for that big man? <laughs> um, you got tickets, Key? No, fam. He, I got but a he's, he's saying that he'll get them. I got a ticket. Man, got the golden ticket. I have a ticket. Why wouldn't I have a ticket? Do you know who I am? What you? <laughs> because no one has a ticket. I have a ticket. Why does no one believe yeah, me? Yeah. This, this is an out of whole world exclusive. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, Kieran, how many songs of Whiskey oh. do you know? Do you have to oh. sing them? Oh. Do you have to sing them? Do you have to sing them? I saw that meme as well. You copied the meme that you saw. <laughs> Go and you sing some. Go and sing some for me. I saw him at Afropunk in 2011, was it, or 12 in the UK? Oh, do you want to do, do receipts? Wait, wait, let me, sing, do do let me sing one because you told me to no, sing one. No, don't sing, please. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I already took the breath for the first one. <laughs> no, I saw, do, you know what I, do you know what I loved about the, um, the meme? It's like everyone just sitting down like, what's this, like, mm, what's this? And then, and then Essence comes on. And everyone sings and then they come back, they're like, mm, what's this song? <laughs> That's actually funny. I need to watch that still. No, but it's just, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful to what, see. Why do, you, why do you say beautiful in a Nigerian accent? Huh? Why did you have to... Beautiful. The most offensive... No, 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 no. The most offensive thing is that you thought that was a Nigerian accent, fam. That that was that was that was a, that was no, a real no, yeah. that was a real okay, crime. Okay, okay, that was a real crime. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a real crime. Okay, okay. Here, WY next. We play nothing but the hits. Nothing but the motherfucking hits. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you have yourself on the record heard Stephen Apampa. Whenever there's a Nigerian artist or person on the show, tweak his accent. To suit that person, but this wasn't one of those moments. Wait, you just, but, you just but, veered but, off, wait, wait, can, can off topic like can a four by four, fam. This off road ranger. Can I, <laughs> I think it was coming. Can I speak? And quick, quick, speaking about Wizkid, and oh, Wizkid's from his hometown. Oh yeah, it's layered. Anyway, continue, sir. <laughs> Wizkid's from your hometown, did it? Man derailed the whole track and yeah. then wanted to provide a platform nine and three quarters for me to rejoin. 
Nah, okay, cool. But like, <laughs> Whiskey's journey is just one that we love anyway. Um, and then to think that someone from uh, Nigeria could sell out the O2 like that in, tw- in 12, in, in 12 minutes. Like, yeah. Real superstar, like Rolling Stones. Yeah. He really is Beyonce now. status. Fam. He really is. Yeah. Like, and, and the fact that prior to that, everybody was on it. Like, and it's just a beautiful thing to see that that crossover of that music. Because remember when the, that music was struggling to get a... When you say that music, what are you referring to? Just um, kind of... Afrobeats, Afro swing, Afro punk, whatever you want to call it. Um, that beat that makes you. Can we go back to dance. what I So I don't deserve the ticket because Abifa. I don't. I don't know twelve songs of whiskey. Is that what you're saying? I don't deserve the ticket. Mm. Is that what you're saying, Abby? The connection is a little bit. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> we are just hurt. Okay, I'll do, that's why. That's I'll why. do my revision. Don't worry. I'll sing for you. You can live vicariously through me. Hey. Oh, I don't need to hear that. <laughs> when, is, when is the show? Uh, so November, I think it's no, November, November, right? Twenty fourth, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Rumors yeah. have we yeah, might so. add a date, yeah. but like it, it's just beautiful to see the journey. It's beautiful to see the crossover of the music, and I think uh, Wizkid is an artist that is putting out like just pure good vibes. I think it's music that you can actually uh, in, enjoy. I think, yeah, it's just, it's just good vibes about that music and I think it's just really showing kind of the strength of the diaspora especially in London for that impact to have and I think culturally it's just really important that he has that moment and then I think what that does for the genre you know someone who remained <laughs> unnamed told me that uh, Afrobeats wasn't big in the UK who said that man no, <laughs> that? so funny no no he, he's not going to mention the person nah, we're talking about. he actually not That's so funny yeah. <laughs> We'll do it on the uh, OnlyFans version of the album. Wait, someone said that Afrobeat isn't big in the UK. Yeah, so it wasn't a thing. So we'll talk about it. I was was trying to present it in an actual argument about about influence and stuff. Seriously? Yeah, but that... Yeah, fam, we will. No, we'll, I think they we'll said Afro swing. I don't think they said Afro beats. No, they said Afro beats. It was Afro beats. It was Afro beats. Like, it was unmistakable. There's, wow. there's no way. To, Very controversial. There's no way to avert this. But for me, that was that was great. <laughs> it's great to see. It's just great to see the music have its moment. I remember the days of like like the band and then just struggling to make that. That crossover. Yeah, the band, like, um, it was exciting to get hit Player Radio 1, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just a small thing. That's, that's an achievement, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to come here, like, obviously, like, Burner Boy, um, Grammy Award winner as well. Yeah. Like, so that, that's that's great to see. Um, who, who I want to ask who you, do man. You think like, would, you think he'll bring anyone out of him? Oh, he'll bring a whole cast with Drake's him. coming through. Andrew. No, do, yo, no he's man. not. He's a waste. I, I quickly want to talk, talk, I wanted to quickly talk about, because, okay, Sorry, shouts out to Wizkid. But we were talking about irresponsible musicians. I think what Wizkid's done is sick, but I did want to talk about some responsible musicians. Respo- responsible. Well. Responsible. Yeah. So, honourable mention to man like Stormzy. Whole time Stormzy, man. He's doing a plethora of positive things with his platform and with his music. Yeah. Like, number one, he might talk about some things here and there on his music. But I I Fill up to Chip's Yard, I don't know. How he uses his platform. Like, he... <laughs> Have you man seen the grants that he Catrice has for... Um, Cambridge University. I think it's Cambridge, yeah, Cambridge University, University, yeah. I want to say. Uh-huh. It's amazing, um, isn't it? He's got murky books where he like he invests and he puts money into up-and-coming authors to have their books mm-hmm. published. He's doing a lot for the culture and for the community. And that's what... 
that's where I think we need to get to because he's poured money into more intellectual things that create a longer term ecosystem yes. of success yes. Yes. within the community. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And what we've seen with more ignorant rap, such as what we've referenced for much of this conversation, is kind of like, yeah, your community messes with you and that's where you get the money, but like, what are you, how are you providing back into your community? And I think that's something that's going to be very, very important and even more important moving forward. Like, how do people of influence, but namely rappers, contribute positively to their communities? We spoke a couple of weeks ago about kind of like um, the different gender roles. And I think like women have already been really, really good in this space in terms of like what the, the music they put out and the message has always been, I feel like from a female standpoint, like just the level is just very different in terms of that that respect. And I want... a female here though. Like how, yeah. how does female rap make you feel? Like when you listen to someone like... Cardi B or Megan, Megan Thee Stallion. Like, no, how, like, how do you feel about that? Well, it comes back to something I said before. Like, like you know, Yefu. Like, Yefu can listen to the music we just talked about. Like, Gunna, Lil Baby. And I could just get stressed. Mm. Like, it annoys him so much. But I cannot listen to that type of music mm. on, like, a Monday morning because it just lowers my energy so you, much. You try to run up on it on Monday morning, fam. So <laughs> if, you, if you ever wake up, if you have I can to, yeah. when I'm like running and I'm like... That helps on yeah. slow talk. That helps on slow talk. That, that Zoom call, yeah. that 9am Zoom call hits differently. <laughs> but um, I have the same thing with the, the current female rap, to be honest. Like, for instance, when Cardi B started, I actually liked her mm-hmm. because it was just very real and raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way, in my opinion. Like, she had a red bars. I love that one. Um, she also has another one. There were some things that she didn't write it herself. But that one I'll also write. The Fall 10, Get Up 9? No, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, um, my point is the current rap, female rap music, I don't even listen to it that much. Like, sometimes, uh, like, when I'm with my girls and we're in a certain vibe. Do you ever A? Yeah. Do you ever A when you're with your girls? Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I A every time. Hey. I A in the supermarket. <laughs> I A in the park. Uh, but I, I'm not a, I'm not really a fan. Like I wouldn't listen just when I'm on my. I just have my moments sometimes, but yeah. I'm rarely. With, I'm with you because I prefer when I was talking about positive. Like I was talking about people like Thames mm-hmm. that are making like just that kind of like different like soulful. Uh, music and I actually wonder, like, do you think? Do you think is it the influence of like uh, rap from the male perspective that makes some of the female artists yeah, they need to go in that lane? Sexualized, yeah. Or, or, yeah do, do you think it's that, or do you think that's just kind of like actually like women have the same thoughts and want to express it in the same way? Because I think that's kind of yeah. interesting to see, and I don't know if that's just the the impact that the from the male side of those topics, or if it's actually topics which are like mm-hmm. genuinely close to the I don't know. I think it also has to do with maybe some kind of feminism because I do find that uh, the way they rap, it's mm-hmm. not my personal taste, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's not something I would listen to. Uh, that's just me. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't listen to a lot. But I do think, like, they get so much hate for, like, 
um, the sexual lyrics that they have. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking like, wait a minute. For years, men have been sucking out. Mm. She sucked my dick. Can I see oh. it, by the way? Oh. Okay. We own the platform. Oh. Say yeah. what you want. I can curse, mom. <laughs> but, um... And we'll be right back after this commercial break from us. <laughs> Listen it back and I'm like, hey, I said something more. <laughs> but no, you know, uh, so I don't think it's right that they get this slap. But yeah, that's just how the world is at this point. But I am very happy that there is like more females being like, no, fuck it. I'm mm-hmm. very sexual mm-hmm. and I want to express myself sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also think because you spoke about, you mentioned like another female rapper. I also think maybe I just don't know current female rappers I, now. I, I, I think some, there maybe are some rappers I, I that I still... I have some names for you before. I mean, after. Oh. Um, I will. I think it's important. We talk about a lot about rap music, mm-hmm. but influence. Um, and I think, um, I've used the word... Um, like what you call poetic outlet, mm-hmm. which is great segue to this next. Um, versus was very important for me. So if you don't know, the locks and 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 uh, and dipset clashed last dip week set, dip in set, Madison dip Square set, dip set. in Madison Square Garden, which was the first for versus, not in Madison Square Garden, but in a room, but it's still epic because that's like the one of the most iconic places you can perform. Um Madison Square Garden. And um yeah, so basically the locks are iconic rap group from the nineties that used to run with uh Notorious B.I.G. and Puff Daddy. Just style members, uh group members are Jada Kiss, Sheik, Luch, and Styles P. And then we have the dipset that kind of got big in the early 2000s And their members are Cameron, Joel Santana, Jim Jones. And Freaky Ziki, who's only a comedian and only dances, but yet he was on stage with a mic. That right there is so hip-hop. But what I want to say about the verse is really important because that was all about, like, the pose, the, like, performance, the, like, theatre aspect. It was understand? supposed to be. It was supposed to be. Let's not talk about dips. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Exactly. But you know what I mean? But, like, but like there was so much, like, uh, what do you call Like, uh, what's the word? Like, bravado. And a lot of times rap um, gets this negative rap for like being negative and also like the violence being I mean the event being violent and police trying to shut it down and like here you hear the rappers like golding and ribbing each other but it's all love do you understand it was like oh you're a little wasted kind of what we have here and it was really nice that the night was peaceful and that you heard some like you heard some legendary lyrics and you saw how like one group approached it that were really like quite uh, what's the word like quite like clinical, they were they were, they were playing the, the the songs with with no with with instrumentals only, so you can hear their voices and lyrics. No voiceovers because no voice rap has this annoying habit now where they play the backing track loud, and then the the, the rapper on stage is basically providing ad libs to his own track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, no, but that was really nice for me because a lot of times, sometimes I'm like, oh Kwame, like you you like you love the game, you your journalist of sorts, like you listen to too much rap. And like nights like that, I was like, "This no is why. No this, this is why." You understand no it? Because like, listen, there is no genre in the world that could do what happened that night. Do you think Rolling Stones and um, what do you call it? And um, what do you call it? Iron Maiden could go back to back like that. You understand? Like, and all the cultural references and freestyles and what have you. And it was just a, a great night. And I think that like the. Those are the stages where those are the scenes where you see rap as more than just uh, bars or people spitting. It's like, no, this is poetry, emotion. This is like thought. This is a lot of things. So. Exactly. And every, Kwame, everything you've just said is what Makes I know so to good. be rap music. Yeah. You know, like how we've grown up 
how we've kind of like experienced the genre and the, the positive influence it's had on us and what we've taken from it. And that's why it pisses me off when I see people like the baby like bringing the genre back. Yeah. If you get what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. But like just to focus, like you just realize how big rap is or how big the culture is because I saw an Asda advert which was a. Uh, Based of drill music. Right? Yeah, like, I saw yeah. that too. Kids wow. rapping. Did, did, yeah, did yeah, the kids, with, with, did the kids rap the drill, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like it's not even that bad. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. But it's, it's it, and it's all in a positive way. So they took something which can be deemed that depending on what camp you are, but they made it into something positive. Wow, but it's just just imagine some as the exec Monday morning was like, you know what? How are we gonna reach out to the kids? It's like, Put drill beat on it. Like, how it. Did, shout out to whoever wrote it. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, shout, shout, shout out to whoever had the who, foresight who, who, who to that. And it, who wrote that's exactly shout out to everyone that, an agency. It's definitely a young yeah, cool agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but at the end of the day, someone at Asda had to say, yeah, you know what? Trust. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it wasn't no Asda price. It went to a different level. It was different. And even like even a couple of years ago, I mean, um, kind of um Pogba and Stormzy linking up for like the announcement. I saw that because it's the five year anniversary of that. I saw Dave and the uh, Sancho one as well. Yeah. Did they, they, it wasn't really. I'll send it to you. Wait, was it? Okay, I, I haven't really seen okay, that one. But like, it's just kind of knowing that where the culture has managed to reach uh, different levels. You even see it in like presidential campaigns, like, you know, we're hitting the highs of uh, politics. It's just like the wonderful thing about rap is that like you could be making it in like your room but it has the, the ability and power to touch kind of like the very heights of um, society and it, it has the ability to touch people in ways that you cannot even imagine like yeah, I know it's not kind of rap but I like we, yeah, I, we were, I think that's music that comes from um, not I wouldn't say suffering realness. but from like yeah would you say right? yeah realness, realness exactly realness. so like the blues jazz like Reggae, like all everything that comes from, as you have said, realness, that's always going to be able to resonate with someone, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're talking your truth, which is which a lot of these um, rappers and singers and artists do, like, of course, man, like you can't deny it. You can't deny realness, man. You really can't. And 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 although it was negative, um, I think the babies revealed his truth, and I think that's kind of like. One of the interesting things about rap and about music is just the ability to express uh, that truth. It gives a different point of view that maybe in life we're not confronted to or we're not open to because most walks of life people are conditioned to turn up. Like I know when I'm in the workplace, there's certain things I'm not going to say or certain things I'm not going to express or certain intonation. But I think like uh, rap gives you that uh, unfiltered version and I think that's what's powerful about it is that it's literally like zero filter. And sometimes you've got to take the good uh, with that's the bad. And when I say good with the bad, I don't mean you accept the bad, but like you acknowledge like in this kind of expression of one's truth. Oh, someone's truth, innit? Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. And But that truth isn't means that it doesn't have to define them. It defines them in that moment, but there's also a place for them to grow, reconcile true. True. and come back. So I think the so truth, whether you like it, yeah, the truth, whether you like it can be uh, good or bad, but someone's truth is someone's truth. Wise words from Brother Come Steve on. to end the podcast. Who'd have thought it? Come the way on. we started this, you definitely <laughs> think we would be here. <laughs> <laughs> the odds were slim. <laughs>
Oh, maybe this stuff's wearing enough. <laughs> uh, you say Ranger. It's been dope, man. What, we, we wrapping up here today? Yes, Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm a poet, but I know it. Um, yeah. Sick one, boys. Glad to have you... Uh, it was. Glad to have you talking. Um, see you on a Monday evening. You know what it is. Spoke about the baby and how rap has influenced our lives over the years. And spoke about some dope people as well that are doing great things. Abby is pissed off that I have a ticket to WizKid, but we won't go there anymore. And... Um, You've been listening to the Out of Home Podcast with your boys Kieran Yaf, Stephen and Kwame. Thanks for listening, man. We really love you. We, we really, really do. <laughs> and we love Jeanette as well. And, and, Jeanette, we love and Abby. We love it. Oh, Wait, the real victory is uh, the table's still intact. Yes. yes. Come on. No, it's the door. It's the door. It's gone, bruv. Oh. It's gone, bruv. <laughs> Let's look off the episode now, bruv. It's gone, bruv. Table after one. It's gone, bruv. My guys love though. I'll, I'll stay on, but you can see the repossession take place. The bailiff's here, bruv. Hey. hey. You lot. You lot and the boys are crazy. Hey, come on. <laughs>